everything pertaining to the word of God here this morning. Uh, hope all of you are still with me and still listening uh, to uh, our Facebook Live event. And I'm going to get into the message here this morning. And uh, the message is going to be found in the book of John. Or I should actually say the gospel according to John. And it's going to be found in John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Usually, when I have a congregation for the people, I'll say something like this. If you found it, shout amen. amen. Since I don't have all anybody here, since everybody's sitting at your home, I'm certainly saying you know, if you, if you found it, shout amen and let your neighbors think you're crazy. So if you found it, where do you find it? Get a money, shout amen in your house. Or if you want to, you can even shout amen on comments. Just put a comment there on Facebook and shout amen and tell me you found it. My Facebook operator is giving me some, 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 some representation letting me know that people are finding it. Praise the Lord. People are finding it. So John chapter 20, and I'm going to begin reading here with verse number 11 of John chapter 20. For those of you who may not have your Bible, uh, I believe on Facebook you should still be able to see the screen behind me and be able to follow along uh, that way as well. But John chapter 20 verse number 11 says, And Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And seeing two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith to them, Because they had taken away my Lord, and I know not where they had laid And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. She saith, Jesus saith to her, Woman, why weepest thou? She, supposing him to be the daughter, said to him, Sir, if thou hast this, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, herself and saith unto him, Lebanon, which is to say, Master. And Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and he had spoken these things. Unto her. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together and hear your word. Holy Spirit, I pray now that you would make this word come alive within each one of us. 
that Lord God will be more than just inspired, but that Father God will become motivated to go out and accomplish and do and be all that you have called us to be. Lord, right now, sanctify this word. Sanctify this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. And Amen. I want to talk about seeing Jesus. That's in fact the title of the message this morning. Seeing Jesus. In Revelation chapter 1, John is on the island of Patmos. And Jesus begins to talk to him. He says, in fact, he sees Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. He says, and when I fell him, I fell as dead, as, and as he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Jesus is alive. Can I say that one more time? Can you watch me on Facebook? Jesus is alive. I didn't come here to preach to you a fairy tale. I didn't come here to share a fantasy land. I came here to tell you the truth. And the truth is that Jesus Christ is alive. Mary came to the sepulchre, the tomb. And in our story, we find that Mary was going bright and early in the morning. In fact, in verse 1 of that same chapter, it says that very early that Sunday morning, she came to the tomb. She wanted to come, but they were in haste, being that he died on Friday. Just before the Sabbath, and with the Sabbath beginning Friday night, they had to quickly bury him and wrap him in the, in the burial clothes and quickly put him into the tomb. They could steal up the tomb before the Sabbath started because they could do no work on the Sabbath. So there was haste, and there was lots of things that they, they collected to do. So Mary wanted to come right early Sunday morning to finish it all up. And it says that when she came, she saw the tomb and the entrance to the tomb, the stone that was blocking the entranceway. It was rolled away. And she saw that the body of Jesus was missing. She ran and told Peter, they also ran to the tomb. And they walked into the tomb and they saw that the body of Jesus was missing. And when we get here to verse 11, she's now made her way back to the tomb and she's weeping. Just outside the tomb. She's weeping. Because she sees that the body of Jesus is not where it ought to be. 
She's weeping because she sees that the body of Jesus is absent. He's no longer there. Jesus is not there. Jesus is gone. Jesus is missing. Where is Jesus? That was the question. Where is Jesus? Richard looked at the tomb and saw the angels and they asked her, who are you looking for? She said, listen, I, I don't know where Jesus is. I, I'm concerned and weeping because Jesus is missing. Is there anybody out there today that sometimes you feel like when you're going through certain situations or going through certain trials in your life that where is Jesus? Why is Jesus missing? All of a sudden you're going through a trial or a tribulation and you just feel like Jesus is absent from your trial. Jesus is absent from your situation. Jesus is not there where he ought to be. You want Jesus to walk with you and talk with you. You want Jesus to stand right there next to you and
It's no surprise that Jesus kind of came in a form and fashion of God. After all, Jesus loved gardens in the very beginning of all creation. He created a garden. It was called the Garden of Eden. And there God would come down in the cool of the day. And the Bible said that he would walk and talk with Adam. There in the cool of the day, he would spend time in the garden with his creation. And it's no surprise that Jesus showed up as a garden because even just before his death on the cross of Calvary, right after they had the last supper and they took communion together and the bread and the, and the wine and the, and, and the drink and they did all of this, Jesus said, you know what? I want to go to a garden. I want to go to the garden called Gethsemane so that they might be praying and sing and worship and glorify God. It's no wonder Jesus showed up as a gardener. No coincidence. He loved gardens. He loved to spend time with his people in that place. And Jesus, appearing as a gardener, was standing right behind her. And she looked, but she did not see him as Jesus. The scripture says that she saw him as a gardener. And again, the gardener asked and says, Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And she began to again utter her cry of desperation. And she began to declare, I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for the body. If you had taken the body of Jesus, can you just tell me? And he treat them. I'll gladly take care of his body. Can you just tell me where he is? Tell me where Jesus is. Tell me. Is there somebody out there right now on Facebook that you're watching me and you are looking for Jesus? Maybe you came across this video feed on Facebook. You were scrolling through the Facebook pages, scrolling through the Facebook things, and you, you're trying to find something that's going to help you in your life. You're trying to find something that's going to uh, maybe, maybe give you some hope, give you some inspiration. You're trying to find some sort of salvation, and, it, and you're scrolling through the Facebook thing, and you're now you stopped on this very message, on this very life, and I just came by to prophetically tell you that today that Jesus Christ is the only one who can save. He's the only one that can deliver. He's the only one that can redeem you. He's the only hope that there is for resurrection life. There's somebody here in this world. Right now, right now you're watching that Facebook. You're trying to find some sense of hope. Jesus is your hope. Jesus is your hope. But yet, when she looked at this gardener, she didn't see Jesus. She saw a gardener. She saw another man. And she asked for that man to help her. I need Jesus. I need to find out where Jesus is. Can you help me find Jesus? Can I just 
Say it a little bit right here this morning. So many of you out there, you've been going to church since you were a little baby. And now also in all the years you've been going to church, I can I, I buy every single person watching me and hearing me right now in this place. You cannot get to heaven on the skirt tails of somebody else. You cannot find Jesus for your life based on the godly life of your mama or your daddy. You have to find Jesus for yourself. You have to seek Jesus for yourself. You come to church, you watch me on live stream, you comment on me, maybe you need to find this hope. You need to understand a little more who Jesus is. If you want to ask me questions, I encourage you, go ahead and put it there on comments, put it there on Facebook, message the church, and I'll be glad to reach out back to you and help walk you to help you find Jesus. But listen, not even I as a pastor can find Jesus for you. You have to find Jesus for yourself. You have to see Jesus for yourself. You cannot get to heaven by the by, by the coattails of your pastor. You cannot get to heaven by the coattails of your spouse or your, or, your, or, your, or your loved one. You must see Jesus on your own. You must come to find Jesus on your own. And here she was looking to a godler and say, Oh godler, can you help me find Jesus? Oh godler, can you help me see what Jesus is? Oh godler, I need your help. Jesus spoke her name. 
Jesus is speaking your name right now. He's speaking your name, Mom. He's speaking your name, James. He's speaking your name, Susan. He's speaking your name. He's speaking your name. Your name. Your name. And he's calling out to you. And he's simply saying your name. And it was when she heard her own name spoken by the love of her soul. It was when she heard her name spoken over her by the one that she desired, by the one that she cared for. When she heard her name, she then looked. She looked and saw. Oh, she looked and she looked inside the tomb. But all she could see was an absent Jesus. Oh, she looked at the man standing behind her, but all she could see was the gardener, somebody else. But it was when she heard her name spoken over her by the master of all that she looked and she saw Jesus. She looked and she saw Jesus. Jesus makes declaration. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. Oh, see, we celebrated Good Friday. The death of Jesus. When he went to the cross, the bloody, the gory cross of Calvary. But I thank God my faith does not rest on a bloody cross. I praise God that my salvation does not rest solely on a bloody cross. No, it rests in the fact that the man who went to that cross bled and died and was, was gone. He literally lived and died, but now he is alive forevermore. And Jesus, when he spoke those words to John in Revelation, he said, Yes, I was the one. I am the one who lived. I am the one who died. But I love when Jesus said this. He said, But behold. Notice what the word behold means. I want to tell you. The word behold means look at this. Look at this. The word behold literally means turn your attention to this. What I'm about to say, turn your whole attention, your whole focus, turn all of it around and focus intently and wholeheartedly on what I'm about to say next. That's what the word behold means. It means pay attention to what I'm about to say. Behold! Now he didn't say behold when he said, I am he who liveth and died. He didn't say behold. I am the one who was alive and I did all the way men because I did all the way wonderful things that you've seen and heard of me do. No, he didn't say behold when he said, I died. Oh, behold how I died on the cross. Behold, look at how I, look at how I hung on the Calvary tree. 
He said, I am he who lives and died. Behold, look at this. Behold, pay attention to this. Behold, put your whole focus on this. Right now, 
listen to the Lord calling out your name. Just begin to listen. Just begin to listen. He's calling out your name right now. He's calling out to you right now. He's calling out to you to open your eyes, to behold Him, to behold His glory, to behold His presence. Right now, Heavenly Father, I pray that your eyes will be open to see. I pray, Father God, for all of the scales over the body to be just taken off right now in Jesus' name. That Lord, your people to see you. Father God, I pray right now that they know you not as Savior today. That Lord, today will be the day of their salvation. Pray this prayer with me all, all over Facebook, man. Heavenly Father, I come now to realize that you are the risen Savior. And as you are alive, I ask of you right now to come into my life. Wash away my sins with your blood. Make me whole again. Save me. Deliver me. Redeem me. In Jesus' name.